Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. It's the dog days of August, but Devil's Lake anglers continue finding fair walleye success, although it's somewhat slower with the warm weather and windy conditions from last week. Try Creel Bay and move around throughout the main lake in deeper water, around 25 to 30 feet. The fish seem to be moving a bit more. Anglers might also want to try jigging along the highways or working any of the bridges in the evening. Reports are limited from a lot of other area lakes, including Jamestown and Pipestem Reservoirs, where blue-green algae advisories are still in effect. Lake Ashtabula has scattered walleye success, with some nice perch showing up at times. Try working the weed lines. Move around to locate a variety of panfish, but generally, when anglers can find them, they're seeing good numbers. And finally, look for an occasional nice-sized pike on Ashtabula. Farther west... The Missouri River tail race remains slow during the day, although anglers are finding some nice walleye downriver from the tail race. Look for fair to good catfish success from both boat and shore, along with the wing walls and below the spillway channel, with several nice sized ones showing up. Some nice walleye are coming from the chutes using three-way swivels at night, along with a mix of trout, walleye, and salmon showing up on occasion. Try the rocks from shore at night for walleye, the usual. Up on Lake Sakakwea, it's been fair for walleye on, from boats on the east end in 25 to 35 feet and deeper with larger fish coming from that deeper water. Just remember to plan on keeping anything caught in 25 feet or more. The reality is they won't survive when they surface from those depths. The shallower fish seem less active. Try Stanky or Douglas Bays or the three bays west of Pick City on the south end. The midsection around the Van Hook Arm continues producing walleye as well, working Lindy rigs or spinners and bottom bouncers in 14 to 20 feet or deeper water in 30 feet with deep diving crankbaits. Move around in the arm, but the southern end seems to be trending more for the better success. From the salmon perspective, the east end of Lake Sakakawea continues producing spotty success, with salmon moving deeper after last week's wind. Try 85 to 105 feet over deeper water with white or blue flashers on pink or white squids. You might also want to try herring. Most activity is along Government Bay. Look for fish to move back into shallower water, though. And also, try an afternoon bite for salmon as well as those morning hours. Just a reminder that Lake Audubon is being drawn down for maintenance work on a facility. 
So the only usable boat ramp will be at the East Totten Recreation Area along U.S. Highway 83. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. To welcome Mr. Tanner Cherney, a regular guest to Gone Outdoors from Devil's Lake Tourism. Tanner, how are we doing this morning? I am doing well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. But like we were talking off air, Tanner, um, you know, kind of wishing I was up in Devil's Lake at this very moment. You know, it's a great time to be up here. You know, we get into this later summer, you know, everyone's starting to think fall and things like that, or we get into end of July, beginning of August, and everyone's thoughts go to dog days of summer, the walleye bite tapers off. But we're very fortunate up here in Devil's Lake, especially this time of the year. It's like almost some of our best fishing we get just for numbers-wise. We're we're lucky that we do not have to worry about necessarily that typical mid to late summer walleye slowdown, and it just kind of continues right through ice on. You know, and Tanner, from what I've experienced up there, and I don't get up there all, you know, nearly as much as I should, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think these dog days of summer is when you can go out and you can find a lot of those bigger ones because, you know, they're moving out to the deeper rock piles and and out under the main lake. And you it can be easier to target the bigger fish. After you've caught your limit of eaters for the day, you can go out and actually target bigger fish than you can do very well. Absolutely. You know, this is a great time of the year for that. And I was actually, one of my favorite things, which is kind of crazy to think about is, you know, everyone gets a big fish, you post it on social media and Facebook has this time hop where, you know, it shows your memories from two, three, five years ago. And this time of year, it's kind of fun to see every time, every morning I get up and there's a memory on there. I swear a lot of those 25 to 28 inch fish that I've been so fortunate to catch over the last few years have been end of July, beginning of August, which Everyone thinks, you know, springtime, fall is going to be your best opportunity. But you're you're right. Like going out in the morning, putting a few eaters in the live well and kind of getting that confidence and the monkey off the back for the day and then going around and experimenting, whether it's deep rock piles, pulling lead core, things like that can produce some quality fish. Uh, Tanner, what is your favorite tactic when you're chasing those fish for the photographs? Is is it the lead core and cranks or, or are you going to rely on some of the other uh, techniques? So I am your, your straightforward bottom bouncer and a smiley blade or spinner kind of guy. I, I've just started the last year and a half to experiment with lead corn cranks, so I don't quite have the confidence there yet. But I'm hoping that I'll have it. But the way I target it is I'll get on an ounce and a half, two ounce, even you know three ounce bottom bouncer, depending on how deep a, a rock pile I may be fishing. You know, one of the spots that uh, is kind of a community rock pile that off and on can push big fish around is like the bird Island out in the main lake of devil's lake. And I think that tops out at 22 to 25 feet and the fringes of it are in that 40 foot range. And it's a pretty good sized rock pile, but out there I'll throw in a two ounce bottom bounce and just start trolling around and it won't take very long. And you'll be able to a either grab those fish on your, on your depth finder or get a few bites. And if not move on to the next spot. Yeah, you know, and, and when we talk about lead core, my biggest walleye ever on Devil's Lake came from lead core uh, midsummer off of a deep rock pile. And it's so easy. You know, I don't want people to feel intimidated by when you, you hear lead core. It is so easy to use once you get the gear. 
you know, the biggest problem with that is you can't necessarily do it with your standard standard gear. You need a little bit bigger reel um, and you need the special line and a standard trolling rod is all you need. But if you don't have that stuff, you can't do it. So you got to get that stuff first. But once you have it, it is super easy. What, no matter where you're at, no matter what depth you're fishing, you can use that lead core line to get any size crankbait, any crankbait. doesn't matter what it is, what shape it is, what how deep it dives, that lead core will put it exactly where you want it. And it's super easy and it's very, very effective. Well, and not only that, I know talking to a lot of the guys that utilize that tactic, I mean, just the sheer amount of water you can cover in a, a pretty short amount of time too can really help you narrow in on that bite. So let's say you are more of a jig wrap kind of guy that, hey, you find those active fish when you're trolling and you pull up and anchor there and start ripping jigging wraps or whatever it may be. So it's an effective way, I think, to find fish pretty quickly too. And you know what? I'll throw this in, Scott. Uh, that fish you caught that day, that that personal best on Devil's Lake, I believe that is uh, available for folks to watch on the Lund Ultimate Fishing Experience show on YouTube. And it may or may not have been on Bird Island. <laughs> you know. so tanner hey the, the talk now is um you know the lack of moisture the lack of precipitation how dry conditions are i know that is affecting devil's lake it's it's affected it um i've seen it having been up there a couple of times this summer how are we looking as far as access points things people want to kind of be aware of if they're going to make a trip on up there so you know it really hasn't changed a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. I mean, obviously the Pelican Lake boat ramp has been unusable for the last couple of seasons, just to the low, low water levels up there. But, you know, a lot of our, our boat ramps are in great condition. Um, some of the northern bodies of water, you know, those areas are a little bit trickier just because they're so much shallower and you've got the roads up there that people used to launch off that may not be most conducive. But the biggest thing that we've kind of experienced this summer up here is just, you know, being extra cautious when you are, getting into that 15 foot range or shallower just due to the fact that you know a lot of those trees that used to be four or five feet under the surface are now either right at the surface or a foot below so just you know utilizing that common sense getting a your bearing straight with either a good lake map or contour map that you can kind of read that old lake shoreline and when you're going in shallow if you're kind of going in to pitch the shallows or slip bob or things along those lines just to take your time as i would say it's a lot I, I'd be much rather take my time and miss a few fish than come screaming in and take up my lower unit and have to wait a few weeks before that's repaired to uh, get back on the water. I 100% agree, Tanner, and it's not unlike any other body of water. You know, what? closer to home, we've got a lot of lakes that are low and the accesses are, are difficult. Um, Devil's Lake, the accesses are great. You just have those hazards, and in no way should that be a hindrance to people coming up. I know the times I've been there, uh, a little bit of extra precaution and just to, just a level of awareness, and it's uh, it's not a problem at all, and and any potential issues are easily avoided. Tanner, other species besides walleyes, I know Devil's Lake is known as a walleye factory, but uh, we got a little bit of time left. Let's talk about some of the other species up there that don't get as maybe as much attention. Uh, how's the pike fishing? How's the white bass fishing? What are the what are the uh, folks seeing there? Pike fishing's been great. Um, spring is an awesome time up here, but it seems like we get to July and August. A lot of those pike move out really deep, and you just don't necessarily see the sheer numbers of them, but you will run into a few here and there. But as we move into fall, that's going to become another big fish to target and have a lot of fun with. But uh, the white bass fishing this summer has been out of this world. I mean, everywhere you go, you're seeing anywhere from your good size, like trophy white bass, to 
heck the other day we were catching small eight ten inches so there is a, a wide range of gear class of that species in this lake and I tell you what, if you've never pitched a, a quarter ounce jig with like a ripple shad on there into a school of white bass, you're missing out on a lot of fun. You're going to have an achy elbow and an achy bicep uh, <laughs> by the time you're done with it. But yeah, it's one heck of a blast. It, it is. And if you've got kids along, it, it's a great way for them to a, get, you know, practice casting in, practice hook sets. You find an area that's, you know, 20 feet or less possibly and see that boiling of the water and you just start pitching in there. It's, it's a heyday and an absolute ball of a time to enjoy that. But like you said, you might want to do that after you've got a few walleyes in the box. So at least you're, uh, when you're done white bass fishing, you're ready to go in for the day and relax. Exactly. And just a little tip too, you know, when you talked about targeting some of those bigger fish, uh, a lot of those fish are, are really utilizing those white bass. When you look at that three, four five inch size of those smaller white bass as a food source. So in addition to perch, that's something that those bigger fish key in on. And if you're looking to target uh, those trophy fish, uh, baits that emulate that type of forage can be really effective out there on Devil's Lake. It is. You know, there's so many times where you'll get to the end of the day, you'll pull the plug in your live well and you'll look in there and you're like, what is that? And there's four or five little white bass that these fish have spit up. And it's just, like you said, you mimic the bait fish that are in there um, and find those bait fish. You, you have a great chance of catching one of those true trophy walleyes that we do have in the system. Tanner, where can folks find information about Devil's Lake if they want to plan a trip? So our website is devilslakemd.com. And on there, we've got everything from lodging to guides to restaurants, our fishing report that we try to update almost every week. And just all your information is going to be located right there. And it's going to have a phone number right to our office. If you have any questions or you're up here looking for recommendations or anything along that line, we're here to help you and make this an enjoyable trip. And one of those that you hope that we see you guys come back up again and maybe bring some family with and things like that. But uh, yeah, devilslakemd.com is our our one-stop shop we send everyone to. Fantastic. Tanner Journey, Devil's Lake Tourism. Tanner, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.